Good morning and welcome to Grind, Grace, and Growth every Tuesday at 9 a.m. here on Super Talk 103.3 FM. Each day we wake up to start the daily grind and we try to do everything with grace with the goals of growth. I'm Shelly Hotchkiss Whitehead, General Manager of Super Talk Meridian, and I want to thank our sponsors of Grind, Grace, and Growth the Back Porch of Meridian, the Rock House Gun and Pond, Brad Bearfield Shelter Insurance, and the Family Flea Market on B Street. Just a couple of things going on here at Super Talk Meridian. We are actually in the process of giving away Morgan Wallen tickets at Vaught Hemingway Stadium in Oxford in April. And if you haven't heard about it, his concert is sold out, but we're giving away seats in the Super Talk box at the stadium. So we have three businesses here in Meridian. You can go by the Atrium Mini Mall. You can go by Southern Accents and Southern Supply, Southern Business Supply, or you can go by Coburn Seating and Air Supply on B Street. So lots of great places. You can go register. Um, they have a registration box there. So go Fill out and have your opportunity to win some really awesome tickets from Super Talk Mississippi. But today I have something really cool going on, and it's an event that I recently heard of. It is called the Battle for the Texas Hospital, and I have the executive director of the nonprofit, Jerry Mason, here with me to talk about this Civil War reenactment that happens every year on President's Day weekend in Quitman at Archusa water park in Quitman. So good morning, Jerry. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing good. So tell me a little bit about the battle for the Texas hospital and how it originated. How did you guys start doing this? Well, originally it started in 2010 with another person and it went on for a few years and it sort of fizzled out and I always wanted it back. And uh, so in 2019, I went to the park manager and I said, hey, this is what we used to do here. We used to have a battle out here, a reenactment. And he goes, wow, okay, cool. Uh, can we do it again? So Wesley and I and another person, we uh, started the, the ball rolling. And uh, the next year, the third weekend in February, which is the an- basically the anniversary of, of, of the uh, when equipment was destroyed by Sherman's troops, uh, we got it first one going. And it was very successful. Uh, we had oh, probably about 150 reenactors show up and six cannons. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of booming equipment. And uh, a lot of people didn't realize we were going to have it and uh, woke them up, especially on Sundays. You know, the older folks like to sleep in on, two, on, you know, on Sundays while we woke them up, too. But uh, I was able to get it going. And I, this year and next this week, I will be having my fourth anniversary of me redoing it. So it's it's something that um, it's a hobby of mine and it's something I always wanted to keep going. So how did how much planning does it take to round up all of the Civil War reenactors and how do you really get into it? Uh, well, it took it took a year just to get started. You've got to get a hold to your reenactors and let them put it on their calendars and their schedules because there's certain events you, they can't go to everyone it costs money and it's most of the times this is a hobby for people so and it's, it's it can be an expensive hobby if you try to go in and buy everything right off the bat but um 
I had connections because I, I had friends who were reenactors, and we was able to get a lot of people to show up because they wanted to come back to Quitman and to Archusa because it was a good avenue, a venue to have the battle. There's a lot of room. Um, you know, we have things that are our battle, like we have a gunboat out in the, out in the water. Most reenactments don't have that, and you know the soldiers are able to reenact with that and shoot back and. The, you know that little gunboat's got two cannons on it, so it's it's exciting. It's something different, and people get to see how people actually just stood up and shot at each other back in them days. Of course, nobody gets hurt now. Right, right. <laughs> well, I just want to know a little bit about the history of the Texas Hospital and about and about Sherman. So, if you could just maybe enlighten me with a short history lesson about you know, about the actual battle and how it affected equipment and probably helped shape modern-day equipment in Clark County and Meridian. Yes. Um, early in the 61, 62, there was battles up in north Mississippi and in Tennessee, uh, Battle Shiloh, uh, Corinth, Iuka, and, uh, and there was a lot of wounded, and they would ship the wounded south on the Mobile and Ohio Railroad to the different towns. And so they shipped a, a lot of Texas soldiers that were hurt and injured in battle down this way, and they wound up in equipment. Well, word got out of the conditions, and uh, people of Houston and Galveston, whose relatives were over here, they raised up money to get the equipment, a doctor, and medicine they got from Mexico to start up a hospital. And it wound up being a 200-man hospital equipment by the archusa springs it's a water there clear clear good clear water coming out and also mineral water um the indians used to get their water mineral water from there so it was well known area and so in 1864 after uh the battle of vicksburg or the siege of vicksburg and that's a cool story too And, and i've been to that the military park over in Vicksburg, so yes, and that's very, very, very interesting. Right, it is, uh, and a lot of soldiers that were from Quitman and Shabud and Clark County in this area were over in Vicksburg. And uh, but anyway, Sherman's troops after that uh, they started coming across the state. They got to Meridian after burning, you know, of course they burned uh, Jackson down because it was called Chimneyville because it got burnt so many times. Uh, battle at that Newton Station got this, you know come into them they went into meridian and destroyed meridian and their objective was to go south and destroy the bridge going over the chickens hay river equipment and the trellis going out there over the swamp to keep supplies and equipment from coming up the mobile and ohio railroad from mobile and they were successful in that they destroyed it uh, they also destroyed equipment they just they burnt down the courthouse uh, the railroads, um, a lot of the homes, uh, they burnt down, they destroyed the hospital. And, of course, a lot of the troops were able, the wounded were able to get out, and they went over to Auburn, Alabama, to a hospital there. But uh, they, they left one house standing, the Trotter home, because she was kin to George Washington, and they knew that. And uh, she offered them to use the house, feed them, just to keep from destroying her house because she was a widow at the time. 
And so they didn't do anything damage to that house, and it's still standing. It still can be seen. Where's it at? In it's, it's, it's on the, uh, I'm not sure of the road, but the, the road going out there to Archusa okay. Creek. Okay. Uh, you can see it. It's like a, where you turn. Right. Okay. Get up in there. So. Well, it's just so interesting that you're here talking about this because, you know, there's so much history that we have just in our area and right here in Meridian and right here in Quitman. And, you know, you go to places like Natchez and Vicksburg and, and you know, Tupelo, and there's so much history and there Natchez Trace and everything. And people just don't realize how much history and Civil War history we have just right here. I interviewed Lucy Dormant, who is the executive director of the Meridian Rails Museum, and she was talking about Sherman, about how they came through when when the Union soldiers came through that they literally took the railroad and they twisted them right. and it was like around the trees and heat them up and twist them around the trees and it was just fascinating to me and she told me like Meridian though we rebuilt in a very right. very short period of time and I can't remember how long but it was very very impressive when she told me and so I just think it's so important for you know our residents of this area to be one proud of our history but to just celebrate how far we've come from the civil war um so again so going back to quitman so they went to auburn alabama right and Mm -hmm. so when did the people of clark county really start rebuilding after they started rebuilding it didn't take long for them to fix the railroad to get supplies back up so they did that 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 way equipment was able to um grow back up of course they moved the courthouse closer to the railroad uh, and rebuilt the courthouse uh the depots and so it started thriving again and it started coming coming back to what it was uh but it took a while uh because you know the re- re- restructuring of restructuring of the south took a little time but they did get it done and, uh, you know, as you can see, we got a nice courthouse now. So You guys do. Now, do you know what the main industry of Clark County was at that time? Do you know? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure about that time frame. Uh, so. It was, you know, it may have been the farm equipment. Probably the farm, was farming. Farming and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the wood business didn't come in until about the 1900. But it was, it was a small town, and it was mainly just small communities with people living out in the country and people did move to the cities right well it's just so interesting so now let's talk about the actual reenactment so uh tell me about it how you know i know that you are doing a three-day event and it's going to start this friday and it's going to be friday saturday and sunday right yes ma'am and then on friday you're doing like a field trip day right yes it's the school days for the kids uh that way they could come out there because most of them are won't be able to go during the weekend uh for some reasons and so we offer this for the school kids and try to and teach them certain things uh, we have special this year we have the hl hunley submarine uh it's america's first success a replica of america's first successful submarine and was uh, that used in the civil war well they had one yes and it was so they actually had a submarine in yes, the civil war exactly That's it insane. was built by mr hunley himself in mobile shipped to charleston south carolina where it sunk a few times during you know trying to work out the bugs they always pulled it back up and in 1864 and about the 17th i think it was the 17th of february 1864 it went out and sunk 
the Houston, Houston, USS Houstonic ship with a torpedo. Uh, torpedoes back in them days were basically tarpoons with explosives on the back on it, and they would put it in the ship and then pull away and pull a string. It would you know, set a fuse off, and they sunk the ship. But also the Hunley disappeared. How did it disappear? They, they don't know. It just, boom, it was gone. It never, never showed up. 140 years later, they pulled it up out of the water with everybody still in inside it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and um, actually, there was one man, Mr. Sims, or Sergeant Sims, who was wounded in battle one time. But it, w- it would have been worse if he had not had this gold coin in his pocket his wife had given him for good luck. And when they pulled the Hunley up, he still had that gold coin on him. So I wasn't so lucky then, but it's, that was that gold coin. So they knew he was on there. Oh, my gosh. So how many people were on the submarine? Do we I know? I believe it was eight. And uh, how was it? Was it gas-operated? How did no, it operate? It was corkscrew. Um, sort of like a corkscrew. People sit in there side by side. And they have to turn and it. And they turned a little corkscrew. And that's what. And that turned know, the rudder. And, that, and then they had a guy with the, the rudder doing that. Uh, so how did they get oxygen into it? You know, I really don't know. There's probably, I'm giving you all these questions. They opened it up to get oxygen, and they only had so long to be be in there and then open it back up after they got away. I'm um, just wondering, and I'm going to have to go to the website after this. I'm going to have to Google it and see how. Well, you know what? Come I mean, to the battle seems fascinating. And, and talk to the guys that are there. They'll be able to tell you a whole lot more than I can. So I guess I'm trying to think about, like, just, you know, during that time. And I know going back to the Vicksburg Military Park, you know, they have the ship there. They have a, the ship, they have a you know, a Civil War ship, and it's fascinating. And you can mm-hmm. walk around it and, and how they harvested it out of the Mississippi River piece by piece. It right. was just absolutely amazing. So Civil War history to me is just fascinating. And, and I love to learn, you know, just about, you know, I mean, that's really the only war that's ever really, quote unquote, been fought on American soil. So, well, Pancho Villa did come over <laughs> in the American Revolution. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm having a blonde moment here. Yeah. But yeah. And yeah. then the, the French and Indian War. Right. There was a lot of them. There are a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I but, need to go back to my history. But books. it was us battling us. us. Yeah. And that was, we lost more people during the Civil War than all the other wars put together. So it's terrible, and it was it was should have never happened. Should not. But it happened, and we have to learn from our mistakes, learn from our history, and uh, and just so people can know what what went on. You can't, you know, you got to learn from your mistakes. Right. So, right. Uh, you just can't wash it away and and say, well, it's gone because it's right. still there. But uh, I think everybody will enjoy th- this event. The submarine, yeah. Yes, having a Because all we've really there. talked about is the submarine so far. Right. So we have yes. so much more we need to talk about about the weekend. Yeah. So we're going to have on Friday, you have the educational day and you have the submarine. The submarine will be there all weekend, right? Right. And then, on, yes, the school, the children or the kids will have their school days on Friday. And then Friday night, the, at, you know, most of the reenactors that get there, we go down to Shevsky's downtown equipment okay and we eat there that night are you dressed we, in your uniforms we in our uniforms <laughs> and we have music and we'll dance to the music like they danced then oh and goodness. we invite the you know the community to show up and come out and dance with us so you dance at jeff Skies. yes we'll have a dance with the music we'll eat 
and then while some of them are eating or after they're finished eating we'll we'll have a dance uh period dancing uh and it's anybody can do it it's not hard dancing people get oh, i can't do that but once they get up there they realize it's, it's very very easy sort of like uh, square dancing right in that sense i bet but, that is fun though and then uh saturday morning we have a memorial at the courthouse lawn at nine o'clock and then we'll march down to the cemetery and have a memorial down there at the confederate cemetery and then after that we'll all be at the park you'll see soldiers training out on the fields uh we'll have the the cannons will be set up we have all the you know you could come to the campsites talk to the soldiers we'll have civilians campsites and you'll get to see how they camp because a lot of families followed the troops or in the battle and they would you know they would wash their clothes cook some food for them and so they're going to be out there so they probably felt safer following the the soldiers if they were you know traveling well, or yes yeah they would travel and you know because a lot of these people they uh when their husband left they had no way of keeping the farm or keeping their house going so they would follow not all of them but some of them would and you'd see that so we're going to have that out there we'll also have alan farley there He's got a wagon that has a coffee machine on it that makes about three to four hundred cups of coffee. Uh, it was originally built in 1864, uh, the original one, and then in 18 in 1964 they built a replica of it. Mm-hmm. And this he has that, and he'll be out there. Um, he's also part of the Christian Fellowship, which who made the wagon back in then that would follow behind the troops and he'll that's his ministry and he'll be doing our preaching out there on sunday morning so we invite everybody to come out on sat on sunday morning at 10 o'clock for our service out there so what uh, time does that battle actually start on battle saturday battle actually starts at 10 i mean at two o'clock and how long does it last uh, usually between 30 to 45 to 50 minutes it all depends on um on if how many people fall down dead so if you don't have anybody left up you got to quit you got to stop it but uh yeah we'll have the cannons going off a lot of booming uh a lot of smoke but we also have an a uh, a pageant for our battle queens and they we have them uh they will be uh, crowned at uh i think one o'clock and they'll be able to be just they'll they'll be escorted out on the battlefield so people can see after the battle and so it's it's a lot to do and then saturday night we have a ball out there and it's it's we're back everybody with all the girls with their fancy dresses and the the men all dressed up with their white gloves and uh we'll have a dance out there so are and the women wearing corsets? Yes, ma'am. And those big old, what did they call Hoop it? skirts. Hoop, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, good thing you're doing it in February and not July. All right. Well, it does get very cold. But, you know, actually, the women will tell you that you dress in layers is not that bad in the summer. So, yeah, everybody says, oh, but it's, <laughs> it's you get air in there. Believe me, you'll talk <laughs> to them. And uh, we, we invite the people to come out and watch. So where do the actors stay, like, on Friday and Saturday night? tents so in the civil war tent but we have some that show up in campers (laughs) because it's archusa creek park it's uh they uh they have camping spots some of them be in the cabins uh but um a lot of them set up in the tents and they cook their food over a fire just like i mean are they still dressed in their they're still in uniform and it's just like they were then back then 
uh, you know, they go around, visit everybody, talk, have campfires. Uh, you know, we'll have people playing music, singing to that type. It's, it's something that um, is just they're living the life it was back in then. I mean, that's fascinating, and I cannot wait to uh, to see get it. in her dress and get out there. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> Man, no. I'm trying. No, no, no. <laughs> You'd mean, be amazed. You would love it. No, I don't, we'll put uh, you in a uniform and give you a gun. No, well, I mean, and that's something. That's a good topic to talk right. about. And there, a is, lot of women exactly portrayed had, men during yes. the Civil War. Uh, yes, there's supposed to be an artist out. I mean, not artist, but a author out there this weekend who wrote about the women who served in yeah. Mississippi, and I'm hoping she still shows so she'll have her book. But, yes, uh, we also have reenactors who are female out there, and you wouldn't know it. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think, I mean, throughout the course of history, there's women that portrayed, you know, dressed up as men to serve their country. Mm -hmm. And I know during the American Revolution, there's several that you hear you hear about. And I mean, it's just fascinating. Um, I'm a daughter of the American Revolution. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then we had to write reports about it, you know, all growing up. So it's just definitely just so exciting and so neat to hear how women made a difference in, you know, all the different wars and you know talking about the hospital you know nurses that was really the quote-unquote first real profession that women could ever do besides school teachers so school teachers indeed you know and nurses Mm -hmm. in the red cross yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so you know if it weren't for women you know being the caregivers of these of these soldiers you know probably not many of them would have made it they took care of them uh, they did because a lot of you know they they a lot of places didn't have the hospitals they were uh, brought into the schools, the churches, mm-hmm. and, you know, they just, I'm not going to get into the glory, the, glor- uh, the bad part of it, but uh, there's a lot of them that just didn't make it. And, right. You know, and that's, there's over 300 buried out there in, in the uh, Confederate Cemetery in Quitman. Well, and I've been to a lot of different Civil War museums across the country, and the thing that fascinates me the most are the medical tools that were used during the Civil War, and it's pretty gory if you really want to think about it, especially dentistry. Oh. It was awful. Um, And so, like, I've seen, like, you know, even George Washington's teeth, you know, were just a conglomerate of, you know, animal teeth or wood Mm. or anything like that, but I cannot imagine having to have medical care during the Civil War. Oh, oh, because a lot of soldiers, when they get wounded, the... uh the balls, the mini balls that would go inside were just destroy right. what, what they would just disintegrate and destroy whatever. And they had to, and do, a lot of amp- they yeah. had to do a lot of amputations. Oh, gosh. And, you know, you see it on, like, television or whatever, and you're just like, they're, like, holding on to something, and they're biting down on a piece of lead. And, and, they, and it's like, A oh lot my of gosh. times all they had was chloroform oh, gosh. To, to put yeah. them out. I know. And so it was rough. It was rough. And, I mean, and just think about the gangrene and the infection, and, you know, they didn't have sterilization like they do now. And, no. Um, so you just think about how sick, a lot of these people were and we didn't have IV antibiotics to stop you know the infection and things like that so I'm definitely grateful that the medical world has come a long way but they learned a lot during the Civil War and uh, the Union uh, even set up a medical thing to learn from it and uh, there's a museum in uh, Spring Springfield uh, right in right above Washington DC and it's basically all about that Wow. And there's also another place in Frederick, Maryland that has a lot of the stuff. And, 
it, you'd be amazed at how back in them days they did with what little they could and little little they had oh my gosh and, I, um, I just can't even yes. imagine it's just and it's gory but it's a part of history and, and the and, people survived some of that stuff too and, it's, I know. It's, and they they went on to you know live decent lives and you know it's just it's crazy well you know jerry we're actually getting close to being out of time we, yeah. i told you it would go quickly yes so um before we wrap it up so again it's going to be this weekend it starts friday for school days can anyone come to the school day or do you well, need to be on a field trip that for the the uh, the, the kids. kids but you know parents want to bring school uh homeschool right we welcome homeschool okay and uh if you can't make it to the this saturday and sunday you can come in our choose to pay the regular price to come in to the park. Right. And we're not going to turn you away. Right. I'm here to entertain, teach, and inform people of what went on during that time frame. I, I really want to come and see that submarine. I think I that's going to be fascinating. No, 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 no. I don't think, I do not think that I could handle wearing that big old hoop dress. I think it would be amazed. I would probably fall on my face. It would probably be hilarious. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, well, you guys, make sure you go down to Archisa Water Park this weekend in Quitman, Mississippi, and check out the Battle for the Texas Hospital. I think it's going to be a really great event. I think it's something that, you know, we need more people to know about it. And, um, you know, this is like something that, you know, you see on television. And we have it right here in our own back door, yes. our own tromping grounds. So you guys go support such an awesome event and an awesome cause. Um, and uh just go down and, and experience. So the the actual reenactment is on Saturday at two p.m. Right? Saturday and Sunday at two at two p.m. Okay, and then if you feel like you know going to a good old square dance, <laughs> you can go to Chef Keys on a Friday, Friday night. night, and then you can come out on Saturday night and basically you know mingle with the soldiers and the campers and the reenactors. So I think it'd be pretty cool, and I think it'd be cool to interview some other reenactors to see why do you guys like to do it. I mean, Everybody has a different reason. I'm sure. Some of them have even met their wives and girlfriends at these events. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. <laughs> but it's really neat. And I'm glad that there are people out there that are willing to you know, recreate history and you know, use it as a teaching mechanism for our kids. And, and Yeah. One thing I want to put out there is uh, if you think that you would like to do it, hey, we're always looking for new reenactors, uh, kids and adults. Okay. And uh, well, get how's in touch it? with somebody out there. You, if you want to be a reenactor, just ask one. Okay. Well, you guys, again, come down to Archisa Water Park this weekend and um, look for uh, Jerry Mason. He's the director of all of it going on. And, and so I pre appreciate you coming on the air today. So, you guys, make sure you come on down to Quitman this weekend. Now, Jerry, you said something about sponsors. You want to yes. give them a shout out? Yes. I want to shout out to our sponsors that helped us get the Hunley here to our event, the 3rd Mississippi Reenacting Group, Green Acres Long Hauling Equipment, WLS, and also the Midway Service Station in Shibuta, Great Southern Bank Equipment, T&G Graphics Equipment, Skidmore's Grill in Shibuta, Coffee and Creams LLP Equipment, Equipment Dental Clinic, and Sarah Wedgworth, who's running for circuit clerk, and Anthony Chancellor, who's running for sheriff. We couldn't have done it and got the, uh, the submarine here 
without them. Well, we love sponsors, and we love when people make a difference in our communities. So, you guys, make sure you come on down. Again, it's this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The reenactment's at 2 p.m. And make sure you download the Super Talk Mississippi app. Go to supertalkmississippi.com, and you can live stream all of our local shows. And make sure, again, that you go by Coburn's, the atrium, Southern Business Supply or Southern Accents to register for those Morgan Wallen tickets. All right, you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you next Tuesday here at 9 a.m. on Super Talk 103.3 FM.